Hey, welcome to the Audio Up News Network. It's Friday. My name is Zach Selwyn. That means Liam Farrell's with me all the way from Brooklyn. What's up, Liam? Oh, hello, everybody. <laughs> Big news for me today, my friend, as we bring you the real fake, funny, fake news. There's a dill pickle hummus that just got released by Trader Joe's. Shut up. Really? Game over, my friend. Fuck. I mean, I have two favorite foods, pickles and hummus. Who, what genius didn't decide it was time to collaborate? I usually just dip my pickle spears uh, into hummus. So Directly in there? Saves me a step, yeah. Sure, absolutely. Uh, the pickle chips that Kettle does are pretty good. I like the Lay's dill pickle, and I like uh, Poor Brothers dill pickle. But then there's some that are not just not as good. Yeah. But, I'm a know. half sour guy. Okay. You a half sour pickle? Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, any, any pickle at a, at a Jewish deli that comes out, I'm going to eat. Um, there's a new, a new deli here in L.A. that doesn't give you free pickles when you sit down, and that's just unacceptable to me. What? Yeah. That, what is it? It run by Italians or something? <laughs> the Itals? I'll tell you what it is. There's two different uh, restaurants you should be receiving free food when you sit down. That's a Mexican restaurant. You better have a – I better get six bowls of chips and salsa – and at mm -hmm. a Jewish deli, I need at least 19 plates of pickles. Yep. Bonus points if they throw some coleslaw in the mix. Oh, maybe even a sour tomato in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, people. Then again, maybe the that's other... why all these delis are closing. Carnegie closed. Nate and Al's closed. Who knows? Well, I hear Katz is still selling, uh, you know, rotten yeah. pastrami and rice. Yeah, that's our second episode in a row mentioning, uh, mentioning deli food. I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah big news there. Uh, that was my headline of the day. Uh, other than that, the fact that they just announced on the New York Post that scientists are saying certain weed strains could cure coronavirus. Here we go. I'm all for it. I volunteer I mean, to be one of the test subjects. Same. And, you, know, you can yeah. use us all you want. America, the CDC, whatever you need. We are test <laughs> subjects. We are your lab rats. Just send a couple ounces to our places and we'll be uh, getting back to you. Symptoms sure. or not. And you know, what's cool. What's unique about the U.S. is that we're the only country that is allowed to have pharma commercials on TV. Is that and true? That is true. So now if weed becomes like a medicine nationwide and it's considered that, I feel like we're going to start to see like, ask your doctor about Purple Kush. Like those <laughs> kinds of ads. Johnson & Johnson presents Alaskan Thunderfuck. Yeah, your man. cure. Your body. <laughs> <laughs> you just see like commercials of, like old people playing tennis and just smoking fat blunts. <laughs> yes. Yeah, see if SNL didn't decide to go puss out and take the rest of their year off, someone could have made a good fake commercial of that. Yeah. But instead, the Audio Up News Network will cover this comedy for you, my friends. That's Speaking right. of uh, coronavirus, pharma bro and pharmacy, Mar <laughs> Martin Shkreli. That asshole, he got denied early release from prison to research a cure. A good call by the judge, I think. Um, we all remember this guy, Martin Shkreli. He, you can all, I think, close your eyes and picture just the most punchable face yep. in America. Um, do you remember when th that month or two when he was like the headline of the news and he was just the most evil, like disgusting person? I kind of miss those times. They were simpler. There were, it was like, yeah, this guy's jacking up the price of medication. Like, we all want to kill him. Now it's like, he's in jail. Who cares? I want more people to hate. 
Exactly, yeah. And because now that he's in jail, apparently, so you remember he bought that Wu-Tang, that gold-pressed Wu-Tang album? That oh, they, like, yeah. Made one copy of? Yes. So he owns that, but apparently, legally, the Department of Justice now owns that album. But That's why uh, he should be released, just so we could hear the Wu-Tang record. Well, I think we take that a step further. And remember back when like people were going to raid Area 51 and then they all pushed out? Yeah. I think a much more achievable goal is we just go raid Shkreli's house in, I don't know, wherever he is, Montclair, New Jersey. We just get a squad of like 12 like off-duty volunteer firemen and Let's go. just raid that place. Screw Area 51. We're rolling up. Drake apologized for calling Kylie Jenner his side piece in a rap song after she broke up with Travis Scott. He's like, yo, she my side piece. Dude, here's my question. How do I get a side piece? Uh, it, all it takes is a lot of money, yeah. really good looks, and a shit ton of stress and guilt that you have to walk around carrying. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, the minute you like, have, if you're able to get over that part, you're good. I just don't understand it. Like in the rap community, having a side piece, it's like being in the mafia. You're allowed to have a guma. Like you just have a couple girls on the side. It's like accepted. It's like as long as the bills are paid and I get my coats and my jewelry, you can go bang whoever you want. That doesn't happen yeah. in, my, in my community, <laughs> in my life. Same here. I mean, I think we're, we're you know, tr- more from a traditional time, but, uh, you know, that's the way things are moving these days. Like monogamy is not necessarily the be-all, end-all. And it's a lot of people in poly or fluid relationships and all that stuff. So I think it's just going to be the norm. Uh, you know, in the next generation. And, you know, Drake has been known to dip his toes into several of the next generations. So sure. I, think, uh, I think he's doing the Lord's work there. All I can say is I'm jealous. Drake, from one Jewish man to another, Baruch Hashem, my brother. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that sucks. I mean, I totally would have been that guy. I would have been like at age 20, like I have four girlfriends, man. What's wrong with that? And, you know, now I've been in a relationship for 20 years. But... I'm really happy, Liam. Oh God! <laughs> the grass is always green. <laughs> the grass is always greener on the other side. I say always. I'm going to one of those coronavirus parties where people like go party with people who have it, trying to get the disease. Oh yeah, like a chickenpox party. Yeah, those are fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your boy Fred Willard. We mentioned a friend of the show, Fred Willard, a couple weeks ago when we talked about Space Force and. He passed away. Very sad day for comedy and, and you know, really impressive improv and, and just everything about the guy was lovable and likable. Rest in peace, Freddie. Rest in peace to a real one. Yeah, when I heard the news, first thing I said was, hey, what happened? Which is, of course, his <laughs> famous line from uh, A Mighty best. Wind, which is probably the best mockumentary about folk music that I've ever seen. Fantastic movie. I read somewhere that they said pe- people loved Fred Willard so much he could get caught jerking it in a movie theater and just everyone's like, yeah, so what? Let him be. Move on. Yeah. Whereas yeah, Pee Wee exactly. Herman was vilified. Yeah. He was sort of the canary in the coal mine there, wasn't he? Yeah, he had to go first. And Fred was like, I'm taking it home. My favorite yeah. uh, part of the Fred Willard gate was um, his first public appearance after that. He went on Letterman. And as he came out, the audience sort of awkwardly clapped, like, yay, knowing he was going to address this controversy. The two of them sat there for a good 30 seconds in awkward silence. And then Letterman says, have you heard of the internet? And then (laughs) tension was broken. Great. That's like when Pee Wee Herman 
came out of the MTV Music Awards after his big controversy. And at the time, that everyone had a joke about Pee Wee Herman mm-hmm. masturbating in a movie theater. It was just like, a, everyone had, there were thousands of them. And he came out and he goes, heard any good jokes lately? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, Pee Wee, you're so funny. That was the first time I've, that was the first time I've ever tried a Pee Wee Herman impression. And it actually wasn't too bad. Well done, my Hey, friend. give us a call, Paul Rubens. We love you. Yes. Um, hackers stole hundreds of thousands of emails from entertainment lawyer Alan Grubman. Now they're demanding a lot of money because they have a lot of information on some famous clients, including Madonna, Trump, Lady Gaga, Drake. I mean, basically anyone in the Illuminati. Pretty much, yeah. And uh, it's, it's weird. I, I work in the music biz, and this is all everybody's been talking about because everybody okay. knows somebody that, who has a client that's represented by them. So all of the contracts – all of the lawsuits and settlements and all that shit is all, I, I have to assume, um, housed in this data that, you know, I think they're, I have a feeling they're just going to pay it off because I think the damage from that all coming out is going to be well over What do you think's in there? Dollars. What's in there? I mean, you know, what are people saying around the music biz? I don't want you to lose your job or anything. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is totally me just like riffing on what I think could be in there. But um, I think we might find out that Madonna is actually much, much younger than she lets on. Wow. Um, so, yeah. She'll have nothing yeah. to do with that release. Mm-hmm. Sing, singing into her hairbrush in a bathtub. Exactly. So much Botox. <laughs> poor yeah. Madonna. Um, yeah, poor Madonna. She's had a hell of a life. She could die right now and everyone would yeah. be like, you, you did it. I, in fact, like, you know, amongst those 80s stars who have all passed away early, like Prince and Michael Jackson and, and Whitney, Madonna's the last one standing and, you know, George Michael even. I mean, there's so many guys and, and idols we all grew up with who passed away young and Madonna's still going. I guess it's that adrenochrome, baby. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, who knows? There might be a lot of adrenochrome shit in there. That's um, what I was thinking. You know, it is, it, I noticed something. There, there were a couple of celebrity deaths where my reaction, you know, that should be like, oh, no. But my reaction is actually positive because I thought they had died years ago. And I oh. just assumed that they, so when I hear that they lived an extra eight years than they actually did, I'm like, oh, great. Like who? Uh, like like uh, John Prine. Um, oh, yeah. No, I, I knew he was alive. No. Uh, um, yeah, uh, rest in peace, John Prine. Rest in peace, dude. Yeah, I mean, I guess if there's Madonna and Lady Gaga, I mean, these are the biggest names in the world. So if they come up with 21 mil, boom, private emails saved. These people go on with their lives. Although it is at a time right now when people don't even give a shit about celebrities. It's like release something on Drake, you know? What are they going to tell? What, what, who isn't going to give a shit? People are still going to download his music if they want to. That's a really good point. It might even spike streams, you know? Yeah, shit! I need to get my emails released. Yeah, get this. Get idea. this show. Some people to listen. Exactly. Like <laughs> ooh, like Zach's got a Zipcar account that he's hasn't paid ninety dollars on in <laughs> forty years. And it goes to this one mysterious seedy hotel in Palm Springs three times <laughs> a month. <laughs> exactly. Did you watch that show Hollywood on Netflix? No. Is it good? Oh, it's okay. I watched it. It was yeah. seriously like having lived that life, albeit 50 years later than what the setting is. And it's like pretty good to watch and relive some moments of being an awkward young kid with dreams of acting and stuff. But 
Ryan Murphy really takes it to a Tarantino-like fantasy land of what would have happened, what could have happened if the world was different at the time. Interesting. Worth checking out. But I wouldn't like see Amer- buy the DVDs if they still had DVDs. Yeah. I, yeah, I might check it out. I feel like it's one of those things where I come home and my wife's watching it, and that's how I get into it. Mm-hmm. Like, what, who's, what is this? What, Rob Reiner's in it. I'll watch anything with him. Ooh, the Rhine man. The Rhine. Robbie Reiner. Uh, didn't you um, say you had a family member who was a hacker? Uh, yeah, actually, um, more localized news. This hasn't made national attention, but um, there's a, a like in, personal injury law firm called Salino and Bars, the injury attorneys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, they got that great jingle. Um, they're actually hacked by my cousin um, who's in middle school. Uh, he goes by the hacker name Mozzarella Dicks. Oh, uh, yep. yeah. So he... He threatened to release all of their settlements and whatnot. Um, he's only demanding $2,100. And his other stipulation is that Pringles start coming in bags rather than tubes. So. Ah, yes. Pringles, tubes, the fleshlight of a junior high student. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> a rubber band and a wet tissue on the top of that. Yeah. Cut a little hole in it. Use some Play-Doh. Boom. Yeah, that's, some, that's some prison shit right there. Some pretty, yeah, that's like the wonder bag treatment that Michael Rappaport talks about. You yeah. hear that? <laughs> yeah, about with the, the wonder bag is used as a condom in prison. Yep, wonder bag. But you're going to get the wonder bag, we're going to get the Pringles <laughs> flashlight. That'll be our first item that we sell on our online store, guys. The uh, Audio Up News Network Pringles flashlight, and you can get a Zach model or a Liam model up to you. <sighs> Speaking of uh, people making money off podcasts, Joe Rogan. Damn, just went to Spotify Woo! for a hundred mil. At least a hundred mil. They said it's it's a uh over a hundred million dollars. So tip of the hat to friend of the show, uh Joe Rogan. Wow. Cryogenics Incredible. works, I guess. I guess. Um yeah, he's been taking that on it. That's O N N I T on it. Oh yeah, that's um, the stuff that, that like that's... makes you sharp and like you're just clear and whatever. You think better, yeah. you have better ideas. I don't know about that. I don't know if I well, need real that. talk. I think, I yeah, I just crushed it up and snort it, and sure, then I'm, I'm, I'm super smart for about five minutes, and then I come crashing down. That's all you need. Yeah, it's like crack. First hit, you just want to you love it, and then five minutes later, you need more. Yeah, I haven't tried crack, um, but I'm interested. I've been like looking at some Etsy's about like the good crack ideas and whatnot. So okay. I'm, I might give it a try now that we're in quarantine. Yeah, I mean, what can go wrong? Jump out of your yeah, window? Yeah, exactly. Nothing. What, really. what floor are you on? Second floor. So I just break my ankle. That's a broken ankle. Most. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. $100 million. What would you do for $100 million, Liam? Um, there's not much that I wouldn't do. I don't okay. think I would, I would hurt another person, but sure. I would let a lot of people hurt me for you yeah i probably i would contract the coronavirus oh easily yeah yeah 100 percent. i would i'd do anything probably short of uh being on the receiving end of anal sex or castration i would i would do the first i wouldn't get castrated because i feel like my balls are worth at least 60 mil each so it just doesn't add up but um i would definitely let the like 96 dream team 
just run through me. <laughs> run a train. <laughs> and Muggsy Bogues is just like uh, hopping in and out of everything and just. And they're uh, like, what are you doing here? You weren't on the team. Yeah. He's like, I know. I need, I need this man. I need this man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hear Kenny Chesney is paying his entire road crew throughout the rest of the year. He has 120 employees. And he's like, you know what, boss? Tours canceled, but a real beach pirate like me takes care of his road crew. It's a lot of money. Yeah, that is a lot of money. And, you know, Kenny Chesney has, has that kind of money, and it's been well-earned. And apparently word on the street, on the Nashville streets, is uh, that he is a real stand-up guy. I know he's um, really tight with Uncle Drank. Yeah. So uh, the two of them are cut from the same cloth. And if, you know, Uncle Drank was, uh, you know, had a, a crew, um, he would be doing the same thing. Absolutely. But, uh, uh, thanks, yeah, Kenny. Kenny. He's got a new song called uh, Guys Called Captain. And it's just like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like songs about guys he's met, he's met in bars. are like, Captain Courageous, Captain Siegel, Captain Dartmouth. Captain Jones. It's a very strange song. But hey, you know, Kenny, you taught me, or you took from Uncle Drank one important thing in your life, and that was you don't need sleeves in country music. That's right. He's exercising his right to bear arms. There you go. Got to respect him for that. Nice jab. Uh, Kenny Chesney, friend of the show. Um, what else is going on? I love this. A man in Singapore sentenced to death for selling drugs via Zoom. What do you think about that? Yes. And just to be clear, he wasn't selling drugs over Zoom. He was sentenced to death over Zoom. Oh. Which, which um, is, you know, just for the audience, this is, um, I guess, a new norm over there. I was surprised to hear that Singapore has such strict laws when it comes to drugs. And any sort of, they have zero tolerance. Yeah, zero tolerance. Any, anybody convicted of selling drugs, just immediate death penalty. Wow. So how's he going to be executed since it was? So since he was sentenced to death over Zoom, he's actually going to be executed by a firing squad over TikTok. Oh, okay. Nice. Will it have, uh, you know, those songs like Ratchet, Bougie, those songs in the back as he's getting mowed down. I'm excited exactly- to see that. That's also, I might even start a TikTok account. You know? I'll tune in. Yeah, for Thanks, sure. bro. Charlie D'Amelio, follow me. You know who that is? No, like who's that? 16-year-old TikTok superstar. She has like 30 million followers. She's making, she's making Joe Rogan money for basically dancing in a midriff in her bedroom all day. Yeah, I'm probably going to skip that one. Just, um, <laughs> just for my own, I'll wait a couple years and then I'll, I'll see what's going on. Yeah, that's what I always do. And then I'm always three years behind. I said the same yeah. thing about Twitter. I'm like, I don't need another app. Instagram, come on, really? I got to now share pictures. Now I'm like, damn, I wish I was on three years earlier. Whatever. That's Snapchat that didn't last very long, did it? No, I think the kids, like, I know my son still has, like, a secret thing on there, but I got tried to get into it once because I had to for some work stuff. And, yeah, it, you know, it was too much. The interface took a while to learn, and then I just didn't keep up with it. Like, I need one. Yeah. I need one outlet. What's your outlet of choice? Probably Instagram stories. The thing is, Instagram and, and the stories on Instagram I like using, but then to get any like traffic towards anything, I have to go to Facebook because that's where my mom and all her friends are. Mm. And they support me and they'll be like, oh, what's the audio up news network? Oh, this is funny. Oh, 
I like the bit about the side piece. I'm not. What is it? Look it up. You know, my husband had a side piece. He was the secretary in his office. Caught him cheating oh, one night. She's buried no. under my porch. <laughs> Back then, a side piece was called like an, an affair. Had an affair. Oh, a torrid affair. A torrid affair. See, we've gone from affairs to side pieces. What's happening in the world, people? I don't know. And I can't have either one of them. Oh, well, what else is happening? People are saying there's a chance that since there's so little interaction with people during quarantine, I mean, you and I are different. We're doing podcasts and stuff and talking over Zooms all the time. But people are going to, like, develop accents based on what content they're watching. So what do you think the most popular accents out there are going to be? Well, I think, without a doubt, it's going to be Joe Exotic because they're already starting to – um, yeah, you know, every once in a while for work, I'll have to call somebody up, um, like a, a, a rapper somewhere in like Wichita, Kansas, and they're all starting to sound like Joe Exotic. And I just think it's because <laughs> everyone's watching Tiger King. They're not talking to anybody else. So they just start talking like Carol Baskin killed her husband, you know? Really? You're like, hey, what are you, what are you doing there, uh, T.I.? That's not your accent. They is now. Mm-hmm. I got a tiger. (laughs) (laughs) I got two tigers. The one that I'm least uh, excited for is, I don't know if you watch the show Ozark. Ozark's a great show, but there's a character on there named Ruth. It was great first season, but she started to get on my nerves. She's just like, Mm. uh, what does she sound like? I don't care if you're the head of a Mexican drug cartel. I won't take your bullshit. And then kicks somebody in the nuts and throws them off a, a like a riverboat casino. <laughs> and there's no consequences for her. She's just of sick. course. No, I've noticed that in that show. There's like no police. There's no no police. law enforcement whatsoever. It's just the cartels, the people trying to kill them, and then them. There's just everyone's getting away with murder. I hate shows. That's why I stopped watching that show. It's like there's no there's no one helping here. There's no laws. I don't know. Exactly. Oh, so what, who have you called? You like call uh, Miley Cyrus or something. And she's like, I don't care what the hell you talking about. <laughs> when you work in the music industry, you got to reach out to these people. Oh, know? constantly. Yeah. Well, I've been watching Friday Night Lights again with my son. I'm turning into like, in Ooh. my mind, I'm turning into Tim Riggins. I was like, hi, hey, hey, QB1. Throw out your garbage, man. Texas forever <laughs> street. You know, or I turn into <laughs> the dad. Seen it. Oh, it's a great show. I turned into the coach, Coach Taylor, who's always like, Kyle? Huh? Yeah, Kyle. Yeah, I always, I'm like, can I talk to you for a second? Matt Saracen's a good kid. He is a good kid. If I, if I don't start Matt Saracen on, on Friday night, it'll break his heart. That's good. Thank you very much. That dude is so sincere. He's so good. He, he wears like a, like a light blue polo so well. Oh, has anyone ever worn a light blue polo better? Maybe like Bradley Whitford in Revenge of the Nerds 2. Ooh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Bradley Whitford, I'm watching – I've never seen uh, West Wing, so I'm watching that right now. All right. Uh, that was his big break. I mean, he was in a million movies his whole life, and then that took him to another level. He is a fantastic yeah. actor. He's great. Anyway, Liam, do you have anything else for us? I'm pretty much cashed out. I brought three stories to the table today. Pickle, hummus – Drake and weed. That's it. I just wish everybody a uh, happy long Memorial Day weekend and take some time to think about 
those people who have fought for our freedoms. Respect the game. Much love, everybody. We will see y'all next Monday and then Wednesday with the short version and then a week from today with another long one. For Liam Farrell, I'm Zach Selwyn. Play that little cute jingle. Yeah.